0: In chapter 5, Moses uh, introduced us to the Ten Commandments. And last week, we looked at chapter 6, where we were reminded about the greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and strength. And we also saw what we need to do with the Word and the laws that the Lord has given us. Uh, We need to store it uh, in our heart. We need to pass it on to our children, and we also need to display it or be a witness uh, of the word that the Lord has given us. And we also saw that when God uh, starts to bless us, uh, it could also lead to a situation where uh, we start forgetting the Lord. And that so the good times become bad times. And we saw if we want to enjoy victories uh, in our life, then we need to fear the Lord and we need to obey his commands. So even in the week gone by, we trust uh, we were able to enjoy a victorious life. And that is possible when we fear the Lord and we obey the commands that we see in the scriptures. And we close by uh, talking about how we can respond to our children uh, when they ask uh, different questions. Uh, We saw that there should be a balance uh, of doctrine, also experience. So we should be able to explain from the word but also we should be able to share our experience of how it has worked for us. So today we'll continue uh, with chapter seven and we can divide the chapter by looking at five questions. uh, What to do uh, after the victory is given to us and why we should respond in that way. And what is the love of God and justice of God that we see in verses nine through 11. And what are the blessings of obedience that we see in verses 12 to 16? And then how to cope with fear and insecurity in verses 17 through 24? And finally, uh, what is the cursed thing and how we should respond to it? Okay, so chapter seven begins uh, with the grand uh, victory that the Lord uh, gave the nation of Israel. So it speaks about the victory that they enjoyed, uh, just like God had promised, And in this case, uh, it talks about victory over seven nations uh, that were greater and mightier than the nation of Israel. So we see that we can be victorious when God is uh, on our side. It doesn't really matter who's on the other side. For David, it was Goliath on the other side. And for us, uh, it might be someone uh, who is uh, intimidating in some way and for the nation of israel they had uh, nations who were greater and mightier than them but since uh, god was on their side and since god had promised them victory we see that they were able to enjoy uh, great victories and bible reminds us uh, repeatedly in both old and the new testament uh, that god's children can be victorious uh, when god is since god is on their side so in 1 samuel 17 and 47 we read the battle is the Lord's. And in Romans 8.37, we read, we are more than conquerors uh, through him. And in Philippians uh, 4.13, we read, I can do all things uh, through Christ. So that is how chapter seven begins. Uh, It begins uh, with the great victory uh, to the nation of Israel. And in the remaining verses, uh, we are told uh, how we should respond uh, to that victory. So in verses two to eight, uh, we will see uh, what to do or what should be our response uh, to the victory and also why we should respond uh, in that way. So yeah, should respond uh, after they have received the great uh, victory. Uh, We are told that they should destroy the enemies uh, completely. And secondly, they should burn their altars and images Uh, So it's quite possible that if they don't burn the altars and images, uh, at some point uh, they may be attracted to those altars and images. And in some cases, uh, they might simply keep it as a souvenir or something like that. But here uh, they are specifically being told that they should completely destroy the enemies and also burn the altars and the images. And they are told not to make any a covenant with them. So our covenant uh, is with God, so we don't need to make covenant uh, with any other nations or any other communities. And fourthly, uh, they are told not to enter into marriage relationships uh, with pagan uh, people, because uh, that would lead to idolatry, which in turn will invite uh, God's wrath. So we know uh, Solomon was very wise, uh, but he is given as an example that even though uh, he was wise, uh, he entered into relationships uh, with pagan uh, wives. And we are reminded in 1 King, 11.4, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wife turned away his heart from after other gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. Uh, as was the heart of david his father so that was the warning that was given to the nation of israel uh, after the victory uh, they should destroy the enemies and they should not enter into any kind of intimate uh, relationship okay but uh, but when we read 3 and 4 we can see that uh, there are some remnant left which means uh, even though they are told to destroy the enemies uh, completely uh, we see later on in verse 22 that they would be destroyed uh, uh, not completely but uh, sequentially and a slow process yeah and when we look at the new testament uh, we are given similar uh, teachings uh, we are told that uh, if you want to enjoy complete freedom uh, as believers uh, we must uh, destroy the idols Uh, we should destroy the sin uh, completely. So we should not leave uh, traces of sin uh, in our life if we want to enjoy complete uh, freedom. So we are told in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 that a little leaven, uh, leaveneth the whole lump. So you may think it is a small sin, but eventually, uh, like cancer, it will spread and it will uh, eventually put us in bondage and uh, destroy us. And in Galatians 4.9, Paul reminds us not to go back uh, to the old ways. So after that, you have known God, or rather uh, known of God, uh, how ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, wherein to you desire again uh, to be in bondage. So when God is giving uh, victory to the nation of Israel, uh, he is also giving them freedom. Uh, but if they choose to go back to the old ways, Uh, if they choose to go back to the life of idol worship or if they choose to build alliances uh, with the world, then they will lose that freedom and they would lose the blessings that the Lord has kept for them. And again, Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that we should not form alliances with the world. Uh, We should come out from among them and be separate. And that was the calling also for the nation of Israel. Uh, when they enter the promised land, they should destroy the enemies uh, completely. They should destroy their idols and they should not form any kind of covenant or relationship. And in verse uh, 6 to 8, it tells us why they should behave uh, in such a way or why they should uh, practice a complete separation and why there should be complete uh, destruction of the enemy. Yes. Okay. So in verses six to eight, uh, we see why we should practice uh, complete uh, destruction and complete uh, separation. So here the Lord is reminding them that the expectations are higher for Israelites uh, because uh, they are a holy people. Uh, They are chosen and loved by God above all people or above all nations. And then it says uh, they are special people. They are people who have been delivered or redeemed. And when we go to Exodus 19 and verse five, we are reminded uh, Israelites are a peculiar treasure. And we saw in Deuteronomy 420 that they are people of inheritance. So people of Israel are very special uh, in the eyes of the Lord. And because of that, uh, they, it comes with high expectations. Uh, it comes with a high responsibility and accountability to God. In the same way, in the New Testament teachings, uh, when we read the teachings of the Lord uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, or when we read the teachings of Paul, uh, we see that the expectations are high for all believers uh, who have been redeemed by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. So the expectations are very high uh, in terms of how believers uh, should think, uh, how they should speak, and what they should do. So our testimony defines uh, the expectation that the Lord has kept for us. And our testimony should be blameless and it should be something that is acceptable unto the Lord. Uh, even as Paul says in 12, Romans 12, 1, that we should offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. So that is the high expectation that the Lord has kept for us. Uh, just like he kept a high expectation Uh, for the people of Israel, and all the titles uh, that are given to the nation of Israel, uh, they also apply to us, uh, even though we were Gentiles, but we have been made one with the Lord, and we can also call ourselves that we are holy people, we are chosen people, we are special people, we are delivered people, uh, we are peculiar treasure, and we are also the people of inheritance. And when we compare uh, the Jews and Gentiles, uh, who they were before God chose them, and we can see that they both are the same. Uh, as we read in verse seven, uh, the nation of Israel, they were the fewest of all people. And in verse eight, uh, we are reminded that they were in bondage before they were delivered by God. And Deuteronomy eight seventeen uh, reminds us they were poor And Deuteronomy 9.6, we are told they were not righteous. So they didn't have any good qualities. Uh, They were not uh, anything special that God would have chosen them. But God still chose them, which which reminds us uh, that all the blessings uh, that the Jewish people enjoyed was simply an act of God's grace. And when we look at the uh, Gentiles, uh, we see the same kind of background when Paul talks about himself in 1 Timothy 1.15, he says, I'm the chiefest of all sinners. And in Ephesians 2.1, we are told all of us were dead in trespasses and sins, but we were quickened uh, by the Lord. So the blessings that the Gentiles receive uh, is also an act of God's grace. So we did not uh, deserve uh, any of the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. Uh, in the same way, the Jewish people, they did not deserve uh, any of the blessings. Uh, it was simply God's grace. And in verses 9 through 11, uh, we can call it uh, the love of God and the justice of God. We can experience uh, the goodness of God's love. We can experience the depth of God's love uh, when we are Uh, when we keep his commandments, uh, even as we read in chapter 6. But uh, we also see the justice of God. God will destroy uh, everyone who rejects him. So that rejection may not be uh, experienced uh, in a tangible way uh, in this uh, life, but we know that uh, eventually God is going to destroy uh, everyone who rejects him. So the conclusion based on this, when we see the outcome of the love of God and when we see the outcome of the justice of God, uh, we can conclude from verse 11 that it is better to obey God and to enjoy his love rather than rejecting God and experiencing his justice uh, in this life and in the life to come. Verses 12 through 16 uh, is a familiar uh, section Which speaks about the blessings of obedience. Okay, so we said uh, it's better to obey God so that we can experience the blessings. And in verses uh, 12 to 16, we see that uh, the response of God when we love Him uh, is seen as some of the blessings uh, that we can enjoy. So in verse 12, we are told God will honor uh, the covenant and He will be merciful. And in verse 13, it says, uh, he will love us, he will bless us, he will multiply us. And in verse 13, it says, he will bless uh, the womb, uh, the fruit of our womb. And in verse 13, again, it speaks about the harvest and the livestock will be blessed. And verse 14, we would be blessed above all people or above all nations. Then verse 14 again, it says, there will be no barrenness among you or even the cattle. And verse 15, there will be no uh, diseases. The Lord will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt. So we see that uh, here, uh, Moses is reminding the people of Israel that obedience to God uh, will lead to his blessings. But we also see... uh, from experience and also from the scriptures that the blessings uh, don't always uh, follow uh, the obedience. And there are people who are disobedient, but who tend to prosper in this world. And that is what uh, we are reminded in Psalm 73, that people of this world, they might be enjoying uh, many of these blessings that Moses is listing uh, in verses 12 to 15. And it may seem like uh, it is not fair that they are disobedient, but they are still able to enjoy many of the material blessings. But the psalmist uh, reminds us that uh, at, in the end, uh, their end would be death and destruction. But for a believer, uh, when they obey the Lord, they are able to uh, receive God's favor. And at the end, we are also able to enjoy uh, everlasting life uh, in the presence of God. So that is the Old Testament, where the focus is more on material and physical blessings. But when we come to the New Testament, uh, the focus uh, is more on spiritual blessings. And we are reminded that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings uh, in heavenly places uh, in Christ. So everything that we need. uh, So it doesn't say some spiritual blessings, but it says all spiritual blessings. Are available to believers and they are in heavenly places, and we can enjoy them uh, through Christ or through the finished work of the cross. And in verses uh, 17 to 24, uh, we can look at the question uh, how we can cope uh, with fear and feelings of insecurity. So, all of us go through times uh, when we are afraid, Uh, all of us go through times when we feel uh, insecure. Uh, when we are faced uh, with challenging uh, situations. And verses 17 to 24 uh, is a practical wisdom on how we can cope uh, with such uh, feelings of fear or insecurity. Okay, so in verse 17, uh, the question is being asked, uh, these nations are more than I, Uh, how can I uh, uh, dispossess them or how can I be victorious? or overcome them, right? So those are the questions we often ask. When we look at the situation, we may think uh, it is like a mountain, it is very overwhelming, and we might be afraid and feel uh, insecure. And oftentimes when we are afraid and insecure, uh, it can completely uh, paralyze us where we are not able to think straight, uh, we are not able to act, we are not able to make uh, any decisions, And that could lead to uh, discouragements, uh, that could lead to defeats, and it could also lead to uh, destruction. So Moses uh, is giving some practical advice uh, when we are faced uh, with such situations, uh, even in our own life, uh, how we can cope with it. So he talks about trusting in God's word. So he starts by saying, uh, do not be afraid. Uh, Then verse uh, 22, he says God will send uh, hornets, and he speaks about the uh, assurance uh, of God's uh, presence. And verses 22 to 24, uh, he speaks uh, about the promise of God's victory and the enemy kings being delivered uh, into their hand. So we know that God had given uh, many promises uh, to the nation of Israel. And all of those promises uh, assured them of victory. All of the promises assured them that even though the enemies might be big, even though the nations uh, may be greater, uh, they will be able to overcome and they will be victorious. So all that the nation of Israel they had to do uh, was to simply believe or exercise faith or trust uh, in God's word or trust in God's promises. And the same thing is true for us Uh, when we are faced with uh, difficult uh, situations. uh, We also need to go back uh, to the word of God. We we need to go back to the promises of God, and we need to trust uh, in God. And secondly, uh, Moses uh, reminds them of the victories that they've had in the past, and also the great uh, miracles that they saw uh, when they were in Egypt and crossing over Uh, and coming to the promised land, all the ways in which God had provided uh, for their needs and protected them uh, in a miraculous way. So that uh, combination of the doctrine of God's word, uh, plus the experiences that we have had in the past should uh, enable us to cope with the fears and insecurities uh, that we have. And that is also a good counsel, like we saw in chapter six, uh, how to respond to children uh, when they ask uh, difficult questions. Uh, We need to go back to the word of God, and we also need to speak about our own experiences. Uh, In the same way, when believers uh, are struggling uh, with difficult uh, situations, uh, we need to take them back uh, to the word of God. And at the same time, uh, also... Uh, give testimony of how the Lord has given us victory uh, in the past. So when those two are present, uh, it makes it easy for us to cope, and it also makes it easy for us uh, to counsel whether it it is our children or whether it is other believers. So how can I dispossess them, or how can I overcome them? And we can overcome them by putting our trust in God's Word, and remembering the victories uh, that we have had had in the past, Uh, which gives us the final warning about the curse thing. And that is something that Moses had pointed out uh, even in chapter four, where he expounded uh, in length uh, why we should not have idols. And again, in chapter five, when he talked about the 10 commandments, uh, we were reminded from uh, commandment number two that we should not have any graven images and now we are in chapter seven, where they are in the promised land and when they have victories uh, over the pagan nations, uh, again, he is reminding them about the idols and as a curse thing, yeah. Okay, so this is something that uh, Moses had reminded us, uh, even in verse five, when he said, uh, when he talked about complete uh, destruction, uh, he talked about complete uh, destruction of the enemies, Uh, He talked about not having any relationship or covenant uh, with pagan nations. And in verse 5, he had also talked about destroying the uh, idols. And he ends the chapter on the same note. Uh, He talks about the curse thing, which is actually the the idols. So we should burn the idols. uh, And oftentimes the idols would be made of silver or gold. And we may not feel like burning those idols. But Moses is saying they should be completely destroyed. Uh, We should not covet, even though they may have a value in the marketplace, uh, if they are silver or gold, but we should not use the idols uh, to profit or to make some money out of idols. So oftentimes we have idols in our life, uh, which we are not willing to burn because we think Uh, They can generate uh, some money for us. They can generate some material uh, blessings for us. Uh, It could be material things, or it could be uh, relationships uh, that we exploit uh, because we think uh, we can extract some silver or gold from that uh, specific idol. So here Moses is uh, telling very strongly that anything that is in the foreign land, which is an image, uh, should be uh, completely destroyed. And we should not bring a cursed thing inside the house. Uh, We should uh, detest it. We should abhor it, or we should completely hurt it, uh, sorry, uh, hate it. And it should be something that is uh, repulsive, something that we don't like, and we should stay away from it. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, 9 through 11, uh, Paul gives us a similar Uh, instruction to when he's talking to Timothy. uh, He talks about fleeing certain things and following uh, certain things. So he says in verse 9, but they that will be rich (coughs) will fall into temptations and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they are birthed uh, from the faith and pierce themselves with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, uh, flee uh, these things. So it is a very similar warning that is given by Moses that they should stay away from things that our heart may naturally desire, the silver and the gold. Uh, those should be completely destroyed, and we should separate ourselves. Uh, from things that are not ours, or things that are not acceptable to the Lord, and instead uh, we should follow after righteousness, godliness, uh, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So obviously the question for us is, uh, what is it that we are running away from, and what is it that we are following? So oftentimes uh, we are running after things uh, that God is telling us not to run after, And oftentimes, we are following things that the Lord is telling us not to follow. So so just like the people of Israel, uh, we have to take that wisdom. So today, we just went through uh, chapter 7. So we saw that what we should do after victory. So after victory, we should have complete uh, destruction of the enemies. Uh, We should not have any alliance with foreign nations and we should not have any idols in our life. And we talked about the love of God and justice of God, which are two important attributes. And it's better to love God and to enjoy the blessings uh, rather than to reject God and fall into his hands of justice. And we saw the blessings of obedience, which are stated uh, mostly in a material sense. But in the New Testament, we are also reminded that when we obey the Lord, we will enjoy uh, spiritual blessings and we talked about how to cope with fear and insecurity uh, we should trust in God's word and we should look back on the victories that we have had in the past how the Lord has pulled us out of difficult uh, situations and the Lord is the same yesterday today and forever and he will continue to do that and we ended with 25 26 where the Lord reminds Moses reminds them that the idols should have no place in our homes.